Hello, my name is Dr. Selva. I'm a consultant obstetrician and gynecologist at Makuta Medical Center, Malacca, Malaysia. Welcome to my podcast entitled Surviving Private Practice in Malaysia. Today, we have Dato Dr. Tamil Selvam, consultant cardiologist at CVSKL. He will be talking to us about his experience working in a corporate hospital and now working in CVSKL, a hospital he is also a part owner. Welcome to this podcast, Dato Dr. Tamil Selvam. Perhaps to start off with, you can tell us briefly about your journey from medical school to your current job as consultant cardiologist at CVSKL. Thank you very much, Dr. Selva. It's such a pleasure. And uh, as you know that I went to University of Malaya and you were actually year five in the final year of University of Malaya when I was, uh, I was entering university. Um, well, uh, upon graduation, I, I wanted to stay back in University of Malaya and I was given a position there uh, after completing my housemanship. But however, you know, in those days, you have to serve Ministry of Health and therefore I was I had no choice but to go to Ministry of Health. I went to the Pahang State and started off as a medical officer briefly in um, uh, Mantakap District Hospital. And then nine months after they sent me over to Pusat Kasiatan, but I was there again briefly for six to nine months. I got my membership exam and I went to Klang Hospital for about a year, uh, a year and a half or so. And I decided that I will go to United Kingdom and I, I, I left for United Kingdom. I passed my membership exam. And I got my first job in United Kingdom soon after I passed my membership exam. And it was, it was actually, uh, I started off in geriatrics for about six to nine months while waiting for a cardiology job. And I, I got into a, a very good cardiology rotation in the, in the Leeds uh, uh, or Yorkshire region. I finished that and then I moved on to Europe to uh, Amsterdam. And, and the reason Amsterdam was you know, there was the first center to do transradial angioplasties and uh, they were the pioneers. And those days, no one in England or Malaysia or America were doing that. So I was one of the first two people in Britain to, to, to get trained in the, the, that, that aspect. And I went back to uh, UK, we introduced transradial technology in UK. Then I decided, you know, unfortunately, my father passed away and that was the reason I came back to Malaysia. I have no regrets. And the only position at that time was University of Kabangsan, Malaysia. By then, I completed all my training in, in, in UK and I, 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 was, uh, I was already, you know, uh, a start of a consultant's job. Uh, but I came back to University of Kabangsan, Malaysia. About four to five years later, I mean, situations were such that we felt that it, I, I, I would serve better to the nation by moving out. And Jaya and I, went to KPJ Damansara to set up the heart center. And we were there for so many years till two, from 2004 to 2017. That's when I moved to the new center. And that's my, that's my journey, really. Why did you decide to move from KPJ Damansara to CVSKL? Well, there are multiple factors, but you always want to move to a place where you think your career can improve. Now, I'm not talking about financial aspect. I'm talking about uh, 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 your personal interest in working somewhere. A bunch of doctors uh, and indeed uh, hospital management will look at things and say, well, I want to push the boundaries. I want to become better. Uh, I want to professionally feel better. I want to be able to compare to the best centers in Singapore or, or United States or Japan and anywhere. And sometimes it's very difficult to do as, as an individual person. You have to be a bunch of doctors, everybody with the same vision, if you like. And you must also have a management who 
um, helps that vision and pushes the boundary. And that is entirely is for me a very important aspect of professional career to to be able to do something better. And in order to do that, it's not only a personal capacity to push the boundaries, but you need the the whole organization to support that in terms of facility, in terms of training, in terms of funding, in terms of how you look at achieving your financial ends for the hospital. But you must have a long-term run to say that, you can only achieve that financial terms in the long term if you allow your doctors to grow in their in what they want to achieve. Um, and I think we met partners who had such vision. More importantly, you have to have multi- different doctors with the same view, with strength, their own particular strength. You know, every doctor has different strengths. You know, and and the and the most difficult thing is to put them in a cohesive manner to put them together to achieve something greater height. So each other are working together and not being threatened by the other person's existence. I always felt, and I always say that, you know, many places that I've been and you have two cardiologists and if you want to take the third one, the guys get threatened and they say, hey, maybe we shouldn't. But I always found if you have 10 cardiologists and all good cardiologists, your center is going to be even better the management is going to be happy because they, they, they're going to have better revenues so they can support you more. But patients per se will say, if, if a center has so many cardiologists working together cohesively, and perhaps uh, 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 the number of patients who come there will be higher, the volumes will be better, the services will be better. And I, I think I think it may not be true in every hospital, but but certainly that that, that is something that is absolutely possible. And that's that's one of the reasons I left. That's, a, if you like, the career part of it. But second, also, it's time private doctors, doctors start thinking about financial aspect of it. You know, one of the problems working in large corporations like uh, KPJ, for example, you know, or any hospital, if you become ill tomorrow and, you, and your pay stops tomorrow, you know, and there is nothing, you are not part of the organization until you, if in, and in real terms, you're quite frankly an employee and you, the moment you stop work, that's it, that's done, you know? And I think that in future, both corporations and doctors will have to work together to, to, to share some of these financial gains, right? And I think you motivate doctors more. And I think in the new organization, you know, even having a small percentage, for example, gives you an exit strategy. That if something happens, you can leave something. And gives you a lot of personal satisfaction in a sense that you know that, that your family may be taken care of if something happens to you. And you, don't, you have less worries about that financial aspect. So you put your concentration on the patient and the well-being of the patient. So that is the other aspect. You have worked in a corporate hospital and now you work in, these, in this hospital where you are actually a shareholder. Let's say we are a shareholder. How, yeah. how different is it? What is the difference in the working environment? I, I think it's hugely different. I tell you why. You know, in many hospitals, you go and you think it's management is in one end and the doctors are on the other end. I'll give you a little simple example. And the doctors want all the best tools that they think are the best tools and they don't care how much it costs. And they will tell, I want these machines and this is the best machine I want. Because they are not putting money into the business, right? And you must look at the management aspect of it. And the management says, oh, no, I, this is the budget. I don't care what you guys want. And then there's tension, right? But then now you are 
no different. You are also, you have two hats, one clinical hat and the other one is a management hat. And if you look at it and now you think not only with your heart, you think with your brain really and then decide what is best for the patient, what is best for the for the for the hospital, for the management financial. So there is always in between. Now, every decision now by the management, it's a shared decision. And it's a lot more easier to make decisions like that because you are also part owner, right? And I think it makes a huge difference. It brings together uh, the management and the doctors much, much more closer. And every doctor is motivated to, to do what is not best for him, but best for the hospital. And that is a very important aspect. And I think that is one fundamental change. The second fundamental change is sometimes in our hospital line, we need to make quick decisions. We need rapid decisions. You work in a large corporation with 50 different hospitals. By the time it goes to the board and comes back, the day is gone. You know, I think uh, rapid decisions are important. Uh, that is one important thing. The other thing is whenever you get doctors involved in little things and everybody is involved in every aspect of the hospital for example the cleanliness for example you know everybody uh, takes uh, even the simplest thing like that they take they take notice they think this is my pride and joy and i want to be part of it so it does bring in a little a very different aspect of uh, co-ownership if you like and being proud of an organization and you think that that every aspect is important now, you know, how the computer looks or how the table looks and um, how your staff is behaving and everybody takes, takes good. And I think, I think uh, that's, it's a good model to work on. I think it's really capitalistic in, if, 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 you, if you like. It is not uh, possible for all doctors to, to come to an environment like yourself. So what would you suggest for doctors who are coming out to private practice or who are already in private hospitals to come to a model like yeah. yourself? Because yeah. the, the way you describe your model seems to be ideal. You're working in an environment yeah. of uh, uh, environment where you are interested in not only your work, but also the management of the hospital. Yeah. So I think for young professionals, I'll give this right. I think in the first place, you have to come to a level where you think you're confident and you need to give good clinical service. You have to be a good doctor. I, I think we all agree with that. You cannot be a lousy doctor who's lazy and you want to, you know, masquerade uh, with management skills. I think that's wrong. So the first thing is take your time to come out to private practice. Don't think about the money first. Yeah. You think about skills first. If you have good skills and if you have the right heart for the, for the benefit of the patient and the, the rest of it will follow. Because people follow you because they think you are a good doctor and you, you'll do well. I think that is the basic fundamentals of it. Now, once you've established, you want to be part of a group with like-minded people. That means a bunch of people who have similar sets of skills, um, uh, you know, uh, they're top of the game. But it doesn't mean that that is the only factor that is in included. There are people who are probably very busy have a fantastic business doesn't mean they can be part of your service because there are other aspects to be to be fulfilled what are the other aspects can you be a team player are you ethical uh, will you look at scientific benefits before you decide on doing something for the patient i think these are fundamentals and these are the bases that we doctors work on and that cannot change just because you think you want to build a hospital because 
that is the basic thing that will sustainability is based on that right and i can tell you the most difficult thing shiva is maybe we were lucky in in cvskl because we got bunch of doctors who really worked so well together but that may not be the case in every aspect but by and large that 90% of you should agree on something and we should have a open mindedness uh, to disagree uh, on certain issue but agree to disagree if you like you know so but it is not so easy isn't it would you would you say it is it is it is uh, you say our current um, environment in private practice is businessmen build the hospital they bring bring yeah. in doctors and they bring in doctors to yeah. work in their hospital and they, yeah. they they you know they make their business and your doctor do your your work and uh, yeah. that model has been there for maybe 30 40 50 years now yeah. the okay. advantage of that model is that young doctors don't have to come out with any money or maybe they have to come out with a little bit of money to come and work in this private hospital they want to then that model has worked well all, all over these years now uh, yeah. to shift to a model like yours say for example somebody yeah. one young person what is very good y'all may take him into your fold and become a cardiologist in your center but that, that might not work for everybody am, am i right so how do you yeah. break yeah. the current uh, corporate uh, world to a, a world where we can have this kind of centers you know the uh, the yeah. yeah. it's not so, not going to be very easy am i am i right i i don't think it's going to be easy but let's go back the history of private practice in malaysia mm-hmm. right private practice started with doctors right. right and they all started clinics and then some doctors got together they built hospitals now and that is the fundamental let's not forget that no corporate started big hospitals in this country is doctors who started so uh, so that is the number one thing so the model failed why because doctors are poor managers doctors do not understand the importance of spending time on management if they think they can do so if i thought that i could run a private practice and become a ceo of my hospital i must be kidding i'll ruin the hospital so there is a division there are people who are trained to run the hospital and there are people who train to treat patients so we need must make the decision right now that is why they failed in my opinion the second reason is because doctors being doctors we are not businessmen we don't know how to raise funds you ask a doctor hey let's go build the hospital for 250 million they laugh and they walk away but a businessman knows that he is not coming from his pocket to 250 million he knows he's got a good business model he knows there are people who will fund it that is the fundamental difference now that is why the corporates took over the whole business but if you look at long term nothing can remain the same way the corporates will find out that if i want to build businesses even better than this right i need the most important people the number one important people in a hospital practice are the doctors right of course the nurses come and the rest of us come but no doctors no job right so if you look at i can give you i won't give you specifics but i can tell you there are places for example in southern india right there was a huge hospital the guy with the biggest name for for certain organ transplant where some um, organizations were involved and and they were partners but the moment they thought oh, well they can treat them like in the old way he left and took away literally all the business away so the the corporates are also beginning to understand to actually increase revenue what is wrong 
if they make the doctors partners. And this model will absolutely change, in my opinion. The reason is this. The corporates are going to build bigger and bigger hospitals. The doctors will come. The good ones are going to go and there'll be a competition. Example, CVSKL. Now, next may be an orthopedic hospital. Next be a surgical hospital. Next be a cancer hospital. Next be a hematological hospital. And the corporates are going to find out and they're going to look, oh God, we are losing business. So what is the way you got to do? You got to make doctors partners and that will definitely happen. You just have to wait because the number of such institutions like mine, uh, I, I, think, I think it's an evolution. And I don't think something, a model can remain the same forever. Yes, that, that's, that's very interesting thought, I think. I think, and I think this is important because I think uh, doctors coming out into private practice should remember this, this uh, conversation with you because I think they should plan. As what uh, I remember speaking to somebody else, I think Tim was telling me that doctors never plan their, their future, but they, if they plan their, their future, that means they become good, they go into, say, a corporate hospital, and then they think of setting up their own hospital. It's a, it's a, it's a future plan, I think. And I totally agree with you that um, the time has come for hospitals to understand the importance of doctors. I mean, they may think that everybody is replaceable and they are always looking at that. You, you see this guy is getting old. Okay, we need somebody to replace him and they will find people to replace. And, and, and I think sure. if they think that these are doctors have got potential and they should actually be part of the organization and especially become a shareholder, it will, it will benefit them. I think that is, that is a very, very, very good point. You know, Dr. Sava, I can add on okay, something, sure. right? You see, so, so the short-sightedness of some of these organizations is, let me build a building and I will just fill up with doctors. And I fill them up with doctors. I just pick anybody who interested to come into the hospital, I'll give them a job. Because they say, he takes a room, he pays for the rental, right? So my electricity is covered. My, my investment on the building is covered. If he brought two patients a month, I still make money. Oh, forget about the doctor if he makes money. I'll just fill that up. Now, what that model, it's going to fail on a long term. Why? If you fill them up with so many, with, with people with, with, who are not going to work together because each individual doctor is a business and they are in competition, if you like. No one is working together. They have less work. And this is when you see people are desperate to do any little thing to, to survive. You know, we are human beings. And what does that talk about that particular hospital? 10 years down the road. You know, pa patients are not stupid, right? And they will say, hang on a second, we better go and get a second opinion. We better go to a different hospital. So two things that doctors have to improve themselves to be in the top category where people want them. And number two, corporations better look out because if you don't take care of us, we're going to find partners somewhere else and we are gonna, we're going to just take your business away and that's going to happen. And, and I think this shift will definitely come. We'll find a new uh, era where that we are going to be partners. And I think doctors have to be partners. You know, I don't think, I think gonna, gone are the days, you know, that, that, that is, that's going to happen. Now, I, I also would like to tell young doctors. Now, I tell you, one of the things that changed my life in how I, I, I look at the outlook about the exit, uh, the, the, the safety net, you know, I saw a senior doctor 
who worked for the government services till he was 50, 55 years old. He retired. He is wonderful. He served the government. And the kids were all about to go to university and he went into private practice. For the, then from 55 to 70 years that he literally supported all, you know, all the money that he had for this, uh, the children's education and jolly well, they all did okay. And at 70 something, he retired. So one day I met him in the corridors of the hospital. And I said, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, I've just come for a, for a, for a medical uh, you know, uh, investigation. And I said, oh, are you getting operated here? He said, he said uh, Selvam, I don't think so. I don't think I can afford the prior practice. You know, It has very deep implication. And I went back home thinking, how can we doctors run our lives like that? You know, And, and we, we end up with at a later stage of life where we... We, we struggle, you know, to, to sustain ourselves. And this has happened many a time, you know, uh, whether it's general practitioners, whether it's specialists. And I don't think we should be in the situation like that, you know. Uh, of course, now things are a bit different. We have healthcare, medical cards, which takes us till year of 100 years of age. But I think these are examples that are, are in my opinion, right? It, it just affects me to think that, Uh, we can be in a situation like that. We shouldn't allow doctors to be in a situation like that. So, I mean, these are good advice, but what would you advise a young doctor? How should he plan himself? Say a young cardiologist well, uh, who has, you know, say uh, 35 or 40 years old, is good in his work and he wants to come out to private practice. What, what advice would you yeah. give him? So, uh, first of all, if you want to go to the top tier hospital immediately, then everybody will know he's very good, right? That means he's done good work. That means he's not leaving private practice at the age of 32. You know what I mean? Because, because however clever he may be, he needs that eight, 10 years in a center, doing complex cases, doing, you know, that he must get the recognition. So, so if you want to go like everything else in life, if you want to go to the top tier, you have to get the recognition. If you're really good and people know, then you should go and meet people like in CVSKL and say, I'm this good. What can you offer me? Or he should go out to the top tier hospitals, right? Uh, where he can contribute. He can do clear things, uh, create new things, and he should have that attitude. And I think you should also think that you cannot think one private hospital is the end of all. I, I, I think they should keep an open mind and say, I will go, I'll prove to you all that I'm good. Once I prove myself that I'm good, if you, you got to value me, otherwise I'm going to go away somewhere else. Now, for the young doctors, unlike our time, the options are going to be better and better. I think there are many centers that are going to flourish up and down the country where they want doctors as partners. So wherever you're working now, just make yourself good at your work, work hard, be popular, in the right way and there will be opportunities but if you think that you know you can go out private practice and still you know take it easy you don't want to work hard you want to eight to five uh, i think it's going to be very difficult and people have often asked me how is your work different when you're in a government hospital or in a private hospital i said It makes no difference to me whether I worked in a government hospital or private hospital. I've always treated my patient absolutely the same. I've always been available absolutely the same. In fact, I, I would say I can proudly tell you when I was working in the university that I, if I, the only time I was not in the hospital 
was when I was out of Kuala Lumpur. You know, I did ward rounds, whether it's Diwali, whether it's Chinese New Year, Christmas, Hari Raya, if I'm on call or not on call. So I think if you have those values, I don't think your values will change if you go to private practice. So I cannot differentiate what is the difference. Maybe you get you you get to charge patients uh, for for every patient that you see in a, in a government hospital that you get paid for it. But I think that shouldn't be the motivation to work hard. You know, uh, that should be just something that it's a result of your hard work and you're being paid in a different level. I'm sure you are the same, Silva. <laughs> I, I presume so, but I work in a corporate hospital, not in, not in a place like CVS here. Now, the other question I would like to ask you is, what advice would you give to, to doctors like myself or others who are working already working in a, in a corporate hospital to be like in a situation like yourself? What, what, is, what would be the steps that they should take? Well, number one step is you cannot blindly go into anyone, right? So you probably would like to go into a bunch group of people who have, number one, they, they must have experience. They must have some track records. That is important. And you must most importantly understand that they must value you. They must think you are important in the business because without you, they don't have a business, right? If they value you, then they should be able to help you in every aspect, you know? And I think what is terrible is you go with an organization or an individual who's got a lot of money and they put the money in, they expect you uh, one year down the road, oh, you got to do this, this, this to create this amount of money. That's what not what you don't want. Then people start doing the wrong things. So it has to be a, you know, just like doctors, there must be an ethical organization who has a long-term outcome uh, a, a thinking in, dreamer, uh, in, in terms of regaining what they put in. Yeah. But I, I think if you find someone like that, it is impossible for you not to do well. Now, tell me, we have so many hospitals and I don't think there is any private hospital that has shut their doors completely, a decently run, that because they failed as a business unit. I mean, there are one or two, but 99.9% .9 have never shut their doors. The difference is whether someone uh, become profitable at year one or year seven. That is the difference. So then why are doctors so reluctant to form their own hospitals? I mean, okay, let, let me ask you a different question. In CVS KL, you started the hospital with working with a corporate client. Am, am I right? It's a, it's a corporation that come and then you did, they, they did the yeah. management aspect and you all join and, 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 and uh, do it. Uh, will you say that that is the model that, they, that everybody should do if they want to start a, their own hospital? I think uh, that, is the, that is the best model. It, okay. It all depends also what kind of level of service of care, what kind of specialty you're looking. For example, if you are going to do ophthalmology, it's literally outpatient practice, right? your level of investment is not so high. So you might not even need huge uh, investment. You don't need a big corporation to come in. But doctors must understand they have to put some money and they must hire a CEO and not they become a CEO. They must put funding into marketing, recruitment, and you. they got to run it like a proper corporate body, right? But if you're going to build a $250 million hospital, right, then you will think, Listen, you know, we are not big enough. We do not have the know-how. So this is when big corporations can come in. People who know how in every aspect they have 
it's 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 from taxation to getting the negotiation powers with the banks negotiation powers with uh, uh, with with uh, with uh, purchasing of equipment um, understanding how the government rules work uh, how we can maximize benefit and most important of all right we think our uh-huh, management is nothing but honestly they make or break the game you know if if a manager is if a ceo is not looking at how money is spent is not looking at little things that makes the matter that's when we fail and if a doctor who is not trained in that becomes a ceo he doesn't see things the way these trained ceos see you know so it doesn't mean we doctors cannot become that but do we have time to do both things and i think it is not possible okay okay let me now talk about relationship between doctors you have already described very nicely how a group of cardiologists and a, and a cardiothoracic surgeons are working very well in cvsl what is the difference between working here and say you when you are working in kpj okay i tell you it's hugely different right kpj every little unit is is an individual business right so that means let me put it this way uh, there are three shops selling bata shoes right uh, and each one is a competitor to the other they don't talk to each other well they do but they don't work you know together uh, necessarily for the benefit of the patient i, I give you an example um you know uh, in a same hospital i've seen right a person does an angioplasty if he can't do it um he might not necessarily call the other doctor he will say okay i'll send this patient to a different hospital 23 miles away right why because the doctor feels a bit threatened maybe the other guy comes in and the patient says ah it may be better right and that is wrong so in cvs scale every one of us have uh, strengths and different strengths so sometimes i get called in for a certain aspect of a procedure sometimes i call somebody else and we do not have qualms calling anybody why you should also come to a level where you're confident with yourself you know there are things i can do there are things i cannot do if i cannot do i'm treating patient i have no qualms to call the best guy to come in and help, help us with it and we must have the open mindedness and these perhaps short sightedness within doctors if you like our lack of self confidence sometime affects and we have to cross this barrier and this is the number one difference the number two difference is that there's no cohesiveness there is one guy who wants to pull and go to the next level the other guy might say i'm not interested in all this i've got this practice i'm fine that means that you have a bunch of people with different visions in life right so that is why it's so important that when you bring a bunch of people together but you will also know if there are a bunch of doctors who want to come out and they want to do something you can already tell they are different you know what i mean so they are different so um so i i i think i think you will also find not all doctors can do this let's face it okay uh, because we have different views of life um, some doctors one you know which is not wrong that i i want to do a little bit i want to enjoy my life in some of us like yourself 8 o'clock you finish an emergency case and you're doing uh, something at 8:15 you know uh, still surrounding medication medicine uh, so so I, i think it is so important so i see a huge huge difference uh, the doctors i give you an example right i used to do a lot of pacemakers for example i used to put icds right now if i continue to do that for my patient i'll have a little bit more money by doing that procedure but in the last 3 to 4 years i stopped doing that i said we have a 
full-time electrophysiologist who does not but pacemakers, ICD, ablations. So why would I want to do that? So I just send the patient straight to them. And sometimes I feel, wow, it's been years I've been trained in this and I love doing the procedure. But there's some guy who does that better than me. And I'm busy enough and I don't want to do six pacemakers in a year. I'd rather give it to this guy, you know. So that is something that happens all the time in CVSKL, you know. For example, there are three people in CVSKL who do TAVI. Myself, the, the great Dr. Rosalie and my good colleague, Dr. Chu Gim Hui. The three of us do TAVI. So we do it together. It could be my patient. It could be Rosalie's patient. It could be, it could be half the time a patient who's been given to us within the hospital by somebody else who doesn't do TAVI at all. And I'm very proud to tell you that some of us don't even look at the price because the hospital automatically will divide whatever charges between three doctors. It didn't mean that it's my patient, I get more, the other guy doesn't get. This cohesiveness is, in, is so important. I, I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. I've been in, in this one hospital for the last 28 years and I, I can totally understand the beauty of working in an environment like what, what you have. You, you can push your boundary to be excellent in, in, in your work and also you know, teach and learn from colleagues. It's amazing. I think, I think it's, it's beautiful. I think, I think it, is, it is very, very nice. I, I'm hoping that many people will have this opportunity here. So, so we have doctors like Dr. Chugim, who is, is, is busy, but he's also academically driven. And we have the numbers. So we publish papers almost once every year, you know, and we take part. You know, we are one of the hospitals with 100% documentation of all our patients for the national NCVD registry. How do we do it? Very simple. We hire all the house officers. We give them a decent salary while they're waiting for their jobs. So once, and their job is to be in the cat lab and, and they, they see the procedures, they enjoy, they learn and they have to fill in all the forms. They take part in the publication of papers and, and, and we've, we have found ways to help the young doctors to motivate them. And we take at any time in the hospital, we have three or four house officers. They are registered, but they are waiting for their jobs. Uh, and we have approval from the ministry to take them. Of course, they cannot treat patients, but, uh, 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 and I think it is our duty to do that, you know? Yes, I, I, I totally agree. I mean. I mean, in a small way, I do these things that you are doing on, on a solo basis. But if imagine if I can do it with you know colleagues and 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 we can we can actually move things, we can move mountains like what you are move what you have been doing. What is your relationship with the management? How how do you work with the management in CVS? I mean, you are actually part of the management as you as you have described. But what is the yeah. difference between yeah. a management in CVS a hospital that you own and a management in 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 a in a corporate hospital like KPJ? So I, th I think a huge difference, right? In corporate hospital like KPJ, you know, you are put in positions because the private healthcare says that a doctor must sit in this committee, this, that, that sit committee. But does anybody care, really care about what the doctor has to say? I mean, in your experience? No. So that's different. Here, I may not, you know, I'm a clinician, but a lot of decisions are shared decisions, you know, and the management values us partly because they think the hospital can be run better with the, with the input from the doctors. They seriously think that. Second, we are also co-owners of the hospitals, if you like. Um, so they make good decisions, but they discuss if the decisions go through. Sometimes we have seen that 
such great opposition from doctors and we give them good reason why this cannot be done and the decisions are reversed for the benefit of the hospital but at the end of the day one thing is important i always tell my colleagues and my colleagues tell me we tell the management this one important thing everything you do must benefit the hospital the institution in other terms in other words it, the benefit must be transferred on to the patient anything beyond that that is you know within that realm we should work towards that then you are okay and of course we don't agree 100% of the time but at some times you know majority rule prevails right so i think for a i find that lot of decisions are so much faster execution is faster and things are done much much better so i i i absolutely love and i i i i think uh, to think that all private hospitals in future cannot be like this it's a unthinkable thing uh, uh, condition for me and i think this is how hospitals should work and our our level of care in our hospitals will improve tremendously if in the next 20 years that most hospitals have a similar strategy excellent excellent it sounds you 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 are so passionate about what you're saying that it, it it i feel it you know i can really feel it okay uh i think we probably have been talking for about maybe 40 minutes uh, any anything else you like to add uh, silver so the one common thing that are com- uh, often asked and they said hey we don't have future in medicine i i beg to defer that's a good you point yeah. i think yeah i always encourage young people who want to become doctors right but with two three conditions you must become doctor because you're passionate about about medicine you must be able to and people think oh it's hard work and i always tell them tell me one job that is not hard work you think the ceo is not working hard you think the technician is not working hard do you think the nurses are not working hard so that's not a good reason and i think um uh, our population is going to grow and to think that doctors do not have a role no but i tell you who will benefit a doctor who is good who is willing to go to the next level who is willing to sacrifice to improve his skills and and do the right things they will always prevail they will always do well i think they will do better than what you and i have done and i think uh, the young doctors should not be put off by many negative uh, attributes or uh, attitudes or information that we get there is a, it's it's a it's a hard journey but it's never been a easy journey for the doctors in the 1930s 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s 2000 it's a different type of journey that you're going to have thank you very much I, you. i i i like to speak to people who are passionate about your work i you know i am very passionate about about the things i do i know and, uh, i always yeah. trying to move things forward but uh, it could have been done better if i had been uh, put in a place like you in a hospital where i mean my dream is always to do never place, too late never too never late, too yes, late. Never too late. Yes, must think about it okay okay yeah. thanks uh, selvam I don't know how you get the energy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye sir. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe to this channel to learn more about private practice in Malaysia. Bye for now. Bye.